This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time, 12.03. It's great to have you with us for the Wednesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. And I'm Rachel Pearson. The Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Oil prices continuing their rise. And it is Personal Finance Wednesday. How to retire with purpose. There's a lot of talk about how much money you need in retirement. But what will you do in those retirement years? Right now, the Fed's wrapping up its latest two-day meeting with a policy statement. It's due in less than an hour. We're joined by Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg, based in New York. Uh, Carl, we'll hear from the Fed chair, well, shortly after the show today. What do you expect him to say? Well, good afternoon. Thanks for the invite back on the program. Uh, Today is uh, going to be a bit of a placeholder meeting uh, for uh, policymakers. So don't expect any movement on uh, interest rates or that other lever uh, that the Fed uses, which is asset purchases of uh, purchases of uh, treasuries and uh, mortgage-backed securities. Uh, this is a meeting where they're going to uh, start developing the framework and the plans uh, for how they'll uh, pull back on that latter level level a uh, lever. Excuse me. Uh, that'll be the first uh, adjustment to monetary policy when they start ratcheting down that pace of purchases. Uh, we expect an announcement could come either in September or at the November meeting, uh, and then they'll actually start reducing those purchases uh, in the first part of uh, 2022. Uh, interest rate moves will be a, a long way into the future. Are there benchmarks that you think the Fed is going to want to see us hit, uh, or do they just start moving forward, you know, sort of reg- unless there's some kind of a big economic slump or something like that? Well, uh, the, the Fed has made it clear they need to see substantial further progress in, in terms of the economic recovery, and uh, as they are applying that language, uh, they're really thinking about the labor market. And so if we look at the level of employment in the economy uh, compared to where we stood back in February of 2020, pre-pandemic, uh, we are still in the hole, so to speak, on uh, on the number of people employed uh, by about six and a half million individuals. So uh, right now, the unemployment rate's running at about uh, 5.9%. Uh, if we adjusted for that, uh, all of those dropouts of the labor force, whether it's parents who are uh, dropped out because uh, children are doing at-home learning uh, or uh, people with health conditions or whatnot, uh, we, you know, we would be looking at an unemployment rate north of 8%. So there still is considerable slack in the labor market, even though at the moment there's a, a big scramble for labor as the economy is reopening and there's some difficulty uh, placing labor uh, that quickly. Uh, those slack conditions are very much front and center on Fed Chair Jerome Powell's radar screen. Carl, do you think that these inflation rate fluctuations and changes would, would affect the Fed in its decision-making process? Well, the uh, the pickup in inflation we're seeing this year is uh, very much uh, causing uh, consternation among some of the more hawkish members of the uh, Open Markets uh, Committee. But uh, the, the central leadership uh, is 
still dismissing much of what we're seeing on the inflation front. So not not that they're not acknowledging the pickup in inflation, uh, but they really view this as being due to uh, some transitory or temporary factors uh, like a big pickup in gasoline prices and a lot of categories that are tied to the economic reopening. Uh, it's just a narrow array of categories. About 10% uh, of the uh, consumer price index is accounting for uh, about half of the increase we're seeing uh, in inflation now. So if we take out obvious categories like the price of a, a, a movie ticket or gasoline prices, airfare, hotels, uh, those types of things, uh, really we don't see nearly as much acceleration in inflation. And so that's what the Fed is focusing on. Uh, it, it turns out to be a little hotter and a little stickier than they expected, but they still are operating under a framework where they expect these inflation pressures to moderate later on this year and especially over the course of 2022. Thanks so much for all the insight. Carl Riccadonna, Chief U.S. Economist at Bloomberg. Just ahead, an update on the rising price of oil. Well, yeah, the price of oil continuing to rise. It's back in the $72 range, up right about 1% today. And uh, it's just continuing its climb. We're wondering what that's going to do with gas prices. We'll talk about that coming up with Phil Flynn in a major step against climate change. President Biden proposing a return to aggressive Obama-era vehicle mileage standards over the next five years. He is then aiming for tougher anti-pollution rules after that to forcefully reduce greenhouse gas emissions to nudge 40% of U.S. drivers into electric vehicles by the decade's end. It's according to proposed rules from the EPA. Let's talk about these oil prices now. Phil Flynn is joining us. Uh, Phil, what do you make? We're back at the $72 range. Is this just going to continue rising? I think it is. You know, the biggest concern is the COVID vaccine or the COVID variant uh, and whether that shuts down the economy. But the data that we're getting is extremely strong. You know, we're seeing gasoline demand almost near record highs. We're seeing the demand for other fuels like jet fuel start to surge. And we're seeing inventories fall at a dramatic pace. So unless there's something that that I don't see that's going to slow down demand. These prices are probably going to continue and make new highs in a couple of weeks. So talk about just the market forces when it comes to oil, right? Supply and demand as the price goes up, don't the producers pull more out of the ground? That's the way it used to be back in the good old days, especially during the days of the shell revolution in the United States. You know, in fact, every rally that we saw in the price of oil over the last 10 years was really thwarted by a big surge in U.S. production. But we're not seeing that now. U.S. producers are really holding back right now because they can't get a lot of cash. And so that's really slowed down that response. And it's one of the reasons why we're seeing supplies get squeezed. U.S. producers are being restrained for a couple reasons. They can't get capital because everybody says we're going to be going green. And also because uh, basically they don't want to lose money. They're afraid to drill and have somebody cancel a pipeline or something like that and make their investment not worth anything. Well, and these constraints that the U.S. is facing, I mean, our loss is is Russia's gain. Let's talk about the role that this pipeline to, to Germany plays. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most controversial pipelines, this Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is designed to bring natural gas from Russia to Germany. And Germany is basically rewarding Vladimir Putin for bad uh, behavior, especially when it comes to the Ukraine and his annexation of the Crimea 
where he basically is going to circumvent that country uh, from running Russian gas through their pipelines directly into Germany. This puts, you know, the Ukraine at risk. And, you know, American producers really were willing to fill that void as U.S. natural gas exports are at a record high right now. So, you know, a lot of people think this is a real geopolitical blunder and an economic blunder, both for Germany and the United States. Yeah, I mean, you have Germany. I mean, this is really important. I remember when this was first announced. This is really important to Germany. Why do they need this pipeline with Russia so much? Well, they want to increase their usage of natural gas. They got rid of a lot of nuclear power plants. They want to become more green. And they're they're looking at a direct line from Russia is a, a cheap uh, solution to all their problems. Uh, you know, they're betting that Vladimir Putin is going to behave and not cut off their supplies. But they're really dealing with the, you know, the bad wolf because we've seen Russia use their energy resources as a political weapon before. They did it against Yugoslavia. They did it against the Ukraine. You know, there's no reason to believe they wouldn't do it to, to Germany. And if you look at that, uh, that pipeline network, if Russia decides to cut off the supplies to Germany, uh, you know, the, the flows of gas can really slow down in other places and could leave the entirety of Europe at risk. So it's really silly but I guess, you know, when you see those dollar signs, you can, for, you know, take a risk uh, to deal with Vladimir Putin, even though Vladimir Putin has proven not to be a reliable supplier. And the oil prices just keep rising back in the $72 range, up a little more than 1%. A big thank you to Phil Flynn, senior market analyst, Pratt uh, Price Group and Fox Business News contributor based in Chicago. Up next, Boeing snaps a six-quarter losing streak. Details just ahead. Investing 60 minutes each weekday toward planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chicago-based Boeing reporting a profit following a run of six straight quarterly losses. The stock is doing pretty well, too, up about four and three quarters percent today, 232.86. Let's see what's going on with Boeing. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Brian Langenberg, Principal and Industrial Strategist at Langenberg & Company here in Chicago. Brian, what's Boeing? Boeing reporting. Uh, they're reporting good news. People want to move and they're traveling. Uh, com- airline flight hours are returning and the airlines are spending money on repair and overhaul. Usually they do it six months after cash flow and traffic improves. They're doing it in front, particularly for domestic travel and Boeing benefits. And I mean, going forward, you, you mentioned the importance of kind of months down the line. It's looking like post-pandemic, Boeing's going to end up being just fine. I mean, at least better in the near term. Um, near, well, near term and long term. I mean, you know what? Uh, the, the news cycles, if we want to call it that, is going to drive, you know, Vax this, um, you know, var- variant that. But the reality is, if you look within the United States, um, travel for vacation is at 2019 levels. People are moving all over the place. They're just doing it in cars instead of airplanes, although some are doing airplanes. So the demand is there. The airlines are getting more of that uh, demand back to meet. Their cash flow is going to start to improve. And this is really, over the next couple of years, you can expect more of the same. How much of this bump is attributed to to just simply commercial travel? We also know Boeing, you know, it's big in in its space unit and it's also in its services division. So where where do we attribute the success? Sure. Well, in in terms of you know the quarter and and the the upside, you know, defense is a solid, stable business. The upside is on the commercial side. That that's really what's driving this. 
Let's talk about the 737 MAX. Uh, have they turned the corner there with that? Well, it was always a good plane to start with, obviously, you know, with, with a fatal flaw and mistakes that have been not only well-publicized, but also um, well-studied. And there's no reason to think that, you know, the 737 MAX isn't a perfectly good airplane. You know, they've delivered something like 120 or so since it was reapproved or, you know, re-cleared to be delivered. So, yeah, that, that's going to be fine. And, you know, all eyes are going to be on that aircraft to make sure nothing goes wrong. And we were thinking at first when Boeing had problems with the 737 MAX that they, they might even have to do a name change or something, some kind of a PR thing because people wouldn't want to get on the plane. And, and yet now that we haven't been talking about it for a while, I, I don't know if customers are even noticing anymore. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody really does. I, I, I think it's understood that Boeing knows how to build aircraft, uh, and that there were mistakes made, and it's beyond oops, right? I mean, they paid a financial penny or penalty, a reputational penalty, but ultimately they know what they are doing. And with getting those things fixed, you know, the FAA was not going to approve anything until they were sure it was ready. And and I think people are comfortable with that. I think people flying are going to be comfortable with that. Um, and and I think they're. You know, just really well positioned. The world needs commercial aircraft. There are only two makers of large or even good single-body commercial aircraft. Boeing's one of them, so they, Airbus, are going to benefit from this. Thanks so much, Brian Langenberg, principal and industrial strategist at Langenberg & Company here in Chicago. Still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, a solid retirement plan. It involves more than just money. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. It's great to have you joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. And I'm Rachel Pearson. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A top government doctor points a finger at the unvaccinated for the new surge of COVID cases in America. There's an update on travel to the UK in the pandemic. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, making sure you plan for retirement. It's a well rounded one. And Chicago based McDonald's scores with its new chicken sandwich and a promotion with a K pop boy band. A mixed day on on Wall Street, the Dow down 126, the Nasdaq is up 57, the S&P down 6, oil today is up a little more than 1%. Hot and humid the rest of today, high approaching 90 degrees before temperatures fall to the mid-70s tonight with some challenging thunderstorms along the way. Cloudy tomorrow, high 84 degrees. The Delta variant of COVID is running rampant across the United States with a spike in new cases. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky tells CBS this morning. There is no doubt that the reason that we have so much disease right now is because it has gone after those who are unprotected, unvaccinated. And the vast majority of transmission that is happening in this country is happening among unvaccinated people. Florida and Missouri are among the hardest hit states during the summer surge of coronavirus. Looks like you can have that UK holiday without spending most of it in quarantine, that is, if you're vaccinated. British Transport Secretary Grant Chaps noting fully vaccinated British travelers returning from so-called amber list, medium risk countries, no longer have to self-isolate for 10 Days. Today, we're expanding that to all of Europe and also the United States of America. The new rule takes effect Monday. Patricia Yates from the British tourism industry. It will make a huge difference, particularly to our city. Those missing American tourists. One reason ticket sales at sites like the Tower of London are down 90%. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Because money matters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are mixed. We're joined by Nick Rage. He is CEO of the Earnings Scout. You can find him online at earningsscout.com. Nick, always good to have you on the show. What do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, today a little bit of a good back. We've had a great run. We're sitting right near all-time highs, and uh, we're about 40% of the way through second quarter earnings season here uh, with about 40% of the companies in the S&P 500 reporting, and the results have just been Red hot. We're, we're seeing earnings basically double last year at this time. Certainly, that's again some pretty easy comps when a lot of things were shut down last year. But uh, the third quarter estimates uh, and the fourth quarter estimates for the second half of this year, they're rising on almost a daily basis. And uh, the economy seems like it continues to go in the right direction in terms of getting better, not worse. Well, and a lot of those red hot earnings we're seeing, they're coming from big tech. Absolutely. Tech earnings are up about 50% from last year, uh, about 23% on the top line. So it's not just coming from cost cutting or things like that. The business is coming back, um, doing very well. 96% of the tech technology companies have reported beat their expectations. Uh, some, uh, their estimates were, were going up, maybe not as much as they were last inning season, but still very, very positive earnings trends in the technology sector. And it's a reason why it's sitting right near an all-time high as well. How much of that is just a bounce back from from the pandemic, and how much of this is actually a, a measure of success compared to last year? It's it's both. It, it is certainly a bounce back, um, and, and I just look at the expectations relative. Uh, this earnings season, we're going to have seventy five to eighty percent growth for earnings growth for the S and P five hundred for the entire index. Uh, at the beginning of this year. People thought that the number when it was 37% was the expectation at the beginning of the year. And many people thought that was too high. And, and look, it's turning out to be twice what we originally thought back just in January, what the Wall Street expectation was. 
So that bounce back has definitely been more than anticipated, but certainly the rate of growth itself is against an easy comp. So um, it's, it's a little bit of both easy comps and better than expected as well. So uh, it's some of the, the hottest numbers we've seen in over a decade. So the fact that it's so hot, though, see, this is what's always challenging here for investors. The fact that it's so hot, does that mean we need to be even more skeptical than normal of what's going to go on over the next couple of quarters? Correct. This is the, the, the fear is, are we at peak everything now? And if that's the case, we, we don't look at just the peak rate of growth. But we look at peak optimism uh, and we'll see we, we see there's a difference between those two. And peak optimism, we'll say, is we measure based on how much those expectations go up. And if we start to see those go up at a decreasing rate, maybe we've hit peak optimism about what the future holds. Uh, we're, we're beginning to see a little bit of that right now, but not enough. We, we still forecast higher stock prices through year end. But, yeah, the, the big fear is when things start to run too hot, then you could start to have sustained inflation uh, and a Fed that may be behind the curve. So uh, that will be an issue, I think, in the second half. We've had some blowups in the market here over the past several months where we worry about inflation and maybe the Fed being a little slow to react or, or a less friendly Fed in the future to combat inflation. Uh, that, that'll probably come into play here in the second half at times, but it, it'll create some choppiness. But the overall theme will still be probably higher stock prices through year end. Um, because the 2022 estimates are still too low, in our opinion. And the Fed wrapping up a two-day meeting today. We'll hear from the Fed chair uh, not long after the show today. Thank you so much. Nick Rage, CEO of the Earnings Scout. Up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, taking a retirement plan beyond just money. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. This afternoon, we're talking about retirement and looking beyond just the financial aspects. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Barbara O'Neill, financial education entrepreneur, author of the book Flipping a Switch, Your Guide to Happiness and Financial Security in Later Life. Uh, Barbara, or ordinarily when we talk about retirement, it's always how much money do you need? You know, do you need a million, two million? Yeah, there's all these different numbers that get thrown around, but it sounds like there's more to think about in retirement than just money. Exactly. It's not just the money. It's um, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? How are you going to spend your time? Who are you going to spend your time with? Where are you going to live? There's just a whole lot of other questions that are kind of affected by the money that you have, but they also need to be answered to have a successful and a happy retirement. So those questions that you're throwing out there, it almost sounds like people need to, at some point, maybe various points before they retire, they need to sit down and just think through those things. I mean, what is my retirement actually going to be like? Exactly. Uh, It's a really good idea to kind of think ahead, um, set some goals for yourself of some things that you want to accomplish. There's a whole body of research that talks about a concept called identity bridging. And what that means is that you carry over into your post-work life some things that made you happy when you were working including continuing to work, if that makes you happy. Um, So it could be uh, volunteer work, maybe. For example, myself, I used to volunteer at a thrift shop, and I continue to volunteer at a thrift shop. So um, different things that, that make you happy. It doesn't have to be cold turkey that you stop doing everything and then have to do new things. It can be a good carryover from your previous working life. 
Well, and maybe now is the time to try those things out amid your working life. As you mentioned, you know, you're, you're doing those volunteering opportunities. And so maybe before you take your foot off the pedal and say, I'm done, I'm retired, this is the time to maybe explore those hobbies. Exactly. Um, build those connections because sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get things going. Like if you were going to start up a business full time like I did when I left Rutgers University, um, you need to lay some groundwork. You need to make some connections and uh, talk to your contacts. And for me, it was getting a book contract and trying to ease in that way. So, uh, yeah, the more advanced planning that you can do, the better. Probably um, a good five years. You know, they kind of refer to the five years before retirement as kind of your red zone. And when you get into that red zone, that's where you really want to start um, some specific planning. I have to think that the idea of retirement, at least by the time we get to retirement, it's going to look a lot different than the way our parents retired or our grandparents retired. The retirement itself is sort of looking really different. And so what can we expect in the coming years? Is that going to change even more? Well, I think what we're going to expect is that people will want to have meaning and purpose in their lives. I think that's always been the case, but I think probably even more so. People are living longer, so there's going to be more years to plan for. Hopefully, people will be taking better care of themselves and have a better health status, which will be good for them. So, um, yeah, you just need to have some specific plans and always keep thinking in the back of your mind, what makes me happy? Because the answer to those questions will inform a lot of the decisions that you, you make about how you spend your money and how you spend your time. Thanks so much. That's Barbara O'Neill. Really good insight. Financial education entrepreneur, author of the book, Flipping a Switch, Your Guide to Happiness and Financial Security in Later Life. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. McDonald's has topped revenue and earnings estimates for the second quarter, thanks to K-pop music and the chicken sandwich wars. We're joined by Ali Marotti, restaurants and retail reporter at Crane's Chicago Business. Ali, let's begin with the chicken sandwich wars here. Because you'd figure that at some point it would be all diluted as just about every fast food restaurant has at least one chicken sandwich now. And yet McDonald's seems to be able to make this work. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's something that I ask analysts every time I write about the chicken sandwich, which is relatively frequently, you know, but. They always just tell me that the consumer appetite just can't be quenched for chicken sandwiches. And the kind of interesting thing is that, you know, for McDonald's, the chicken sandwich is a pretty premium price product. Um, and so, you know, it, if they can get people to keep coming back for that, it's going to do really well for them. And so far, that's what they're seeing. Well, in McDonald's sales, it beat analysts' expectations. And I have to think part of that is thanks to the help of K-pop group BTS. They had that whole campaign and, and who knew K-pop would sell sandwiches? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. They've done a couple of these um, kinds of partnerships with just in the U.S. and the BTS one is the first one they did globally. And they were saying that it drove a lot of really great, not just sales, right, but a lot of um, online interaction, a lot of people downloading their app because of that, starting to enroll in the loyalty program, which they just rolled out a couple of weeks ago. So that was something they said that they're going to try to get creative. I listened to the earnings call this morning and they were talking about kind of what's the next big thing, right? Like these celebrity partnerships have done great for them. So how do they further that as as far as marketing goes? And it plays well, too, with an international audience. We saw some good numbers there. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. BTS is one of those 
um, group that just has, you know, worldwide fame. And the other thing that we're seeing just around the world is just kind of the different markets continuing to open up with the restaurants and restaurant dining and everything like that. So that was something they talked about. Um, you know, I thought this was interesting, too. We're hearing a lot about the labor issue at restaurants, and they touched on that a lot in their earnings call this morning as well. And they said that is happening actually around the world as well, which I found interesting since I'm reporting some focus just on the local market here. Um, but that's something they said that is really impacting them, and they're actually seeing their service times decrease or increase a little bit because of that. So they are really focused on you know, decreasing the service time. So I think that that's something they're going to be addressing even further as we go down the line. Now, they talked about the drive-through. Is that why they've uh, really put so much behind getting more and more of their customers in the drive-through? I, I know the, the McDonald's right by me, they still haven't even opened the dining room yet. They still make everyone go through the drive-through. Yeah, you're exactly right. And reducing drive-through times is something that McDonald's has been working on for a few years, even pre-pandemic. In the past few years, they've gotten it down about 30 seconds, and they did that kind of through menu streamlining. And then during the pandemic, they saw all of that kind of pay off, you know, with same-store sales growth being up and just getting more people through the drive-through when they couldn't depend on those in-store diners. So what they're doing now is rolling out a bunch of different technology. It's at the drive-through. They're trying to get you know, loyalty customers to order ahead and do all those sorts of things to streamline it and get more people through quicker. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, that they want out of this loyalty program and that they want, you know, their drive-thrus to do for them. So I'll be keeping an eye on that and seeing how, you know, they begin to accomplish all those things. Some of the technology has been a little controversial, but it's a big push that they're doing right now. Allie, appreciate the analysis. That's Allie Marotti, restaurants and retail reporter at Crane's Chicago Business. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay broadcast podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 